Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. And today we have in the studio Yvette Hampton. She is the producer and host of the documentary Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution and Schoolhouse Rocked Podcast. As a mom who is concerned for the future of this generation, Yvette has a deep desire to see cultural shift by encouraging people through God's Word. She and her husband, Garrett, have a passion for strengthening and equipping families and the homeschool community by teaching parents how to live out their convictions and point their children towards Christ. Her greatest joys in life are being a wife and mom. So Yvette, I'm just so honored that you came to my podcast. I have been over to Schoolhouse Rocked several times. You've been a great um, hostess and you and Abby and all that you're doing over at Schoolhouse Rock podcast. And now to have you at Equipped to Be, I'm just delighted that you could join us. Yeah, thank you. I'm super excited to be here. You know, listeners, I, I have to tell you a little something. I know you heard the bio and I love bios, but bios are, you know, that only tells you like a one-sided story. But I have to tell you, Yvette and I met a long time ago. Uh, it was kind of like a freak meeting, really. It was God-ordained. <laughs> I, I guess I won't say it's freak, but it was not a planned. It was a God-ordained meeting. And friends, I just want you to hear a little bit of Yvette's story. So this conversation is how you listen to the Lord and how the Lord works in your life and how He grows you. And, you know, y'all have probably heard me say before on Equipped to Be that God, when God calls you, equips you. I know that's such a cliche statement, but sometimes He calls you and you really, like, you really don't know what you're doing. I mean, you just, like, you have, you, you've never done something before, aka homeschooling. You know, how many people got a, you know, certificate, which, by the way, did you know people are now issuing certificates to homeschool, like you're a certified homeschool teacher, right? Okay, that's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I just started <laughs> laughing and I thought, well, now that's an inventive way to make money. Um, however, Yvette, I want to go back. I want my listeners to get to know Yvette Hampton. And Yvette, your story starts out in California many moons ago. And I'm going to ask if you would just kind of share a little bit about the whisper the calling, and bring us to where you are, like right now? <laughs> That's a big question, Connie. <laughs> I know. Nothing like, bam, okay, go. <laughs> well, I was born November 21st, 1974. <laughs> okay, guys, write that down. Make sure you send her a write card or go to, go to the social media and wish her happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because Facebook does that for me, so I don't even have to remind people of my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but don't you love, don't you love it when people will say, it's my birthday week? I'm like, 
kind of takes the fun out of being able to surprise somebody. I'm reminding right. you. <laughs> right, right. Oh, okay, so, so go, let's well, go to California. You got these two little beautiful <laughs> girls and this husband that's working for this movie production company. And all God right. says. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll skip from 1974 all the way to the year 2016. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So my husband, Garrett, he worked in the Hollywood film industry for many, many, many years. And before that, he was in the music industry. And so he's he's kind of worked in the entertainment world for most of his adult life. And He's, in, he's um, been in the biz. He's, he's been in the biz and he loves it. He's <laughs> very talented and just very creative. And, you know, it's how God has wired him. He's also a, a tech nerd and all, all those fun things. And after many years of working in Hollywood, he quit. He just said, I can't do this to myself, to my family. And it was really because that he was just working so much. I mean, his hours were insane. And even though at the time I was not, nor have I ever been a single mom, I really felt like it. Like he was just so busy and always absent. And that's not what he wanted for his family. And he was really missing our girls growing up. He was missing me. And so he, one day he just said, I'm done. I quit. He went on to teach film at a private school. We're from Los Angeles County. And so he went to teach film at a school in LA County. And that year we started talking about, well, we for years had been talking about leaving California. And so that was the school year you 2015, and probably, 2016. Aren't you glad and, you got out in 2016? <laughs> oh man, I, seriously, millions of others. Our friends who are still there, you know, they, they know that they're on a serious mission field and we, we pray for them a lot. But, um, but yeah, we just knew the Lord had been prompting us for quite some time that at some point we were going to need to leave California and we didn't know where we would go or how we would get there or how that was going to look because California was home. I mean, we were born and raised there. Our families were there, our friends, our church, our homeschool community, everything was there. And so about April of 2016, it was moving towards the end of his year um, of teaching we were sitting in church one day and this was so funny. We were, we were sitting there and I had the church bulletin sitting on my lap and I just got this brilliant idea. And I, I wrote down on the church bulletin. I said, I think we should sell our house and all of our stuff and get an RV and go travel. <laughs> and I passed it to him in church and I don't normally pass notes in church, but for some reason that day I just did. And so I passed this to him and he just kind of looked at me like, are you crazy? And after church, you know, we talked about it for about all of three minutes, maybe. And he said, there's no way we could do that. We can't sell our house and all of our stuff and get an RV. I mean, that's crazy. And so the conversation was just dropped. We didn't even talk about it any further. And I didn't really even think much about it. Well, come the end of that school year, he was done teaching. And we had really been praying about what the Lord would have for our family and where we should go and how, you know, we should proceed. He knew that he wasn't going to continue teaching at that school that following year for a multitude of reasons. And so we, we just continued to pray about it. Well, in, oh man, I should know these dates. It's really terrible, but I think probably <laughs> June, I think it was June. So just a few months later, he had finished the school year. He was looking for other work kind of, but not really. And he had a lot of different things he could have done. I mean, he was, you know, he's a military veteran. He has his marketing degree. He had worked in the entertainment world. He's done a lot of things. He has taught, but nothing was sitting right with him. Like nothing seemed right. And so we just kept praying, Lord, you know, where we're supposed to be, where we're supposed, what we're supposed to do. And one day he, he uh, came to me one morning and he said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I think we should sell our house and all of our stuff and get an RV and go travel and find home. 
And I think I want to make a movie about a, a documentary about homeschooling. And instantly, without hesitation, I said, yes, I think we should do that. And what was really neat about that was that months before when we were in church, the Lord had prepared my heart for that. Because like I said, California was home. I mean, that was, I loved my life there. I loved my, my friends, my family, everything was so comfortable and, and wonderful. There was no reason for us to leave except that the Lord said, go. And so had the Lord not prepared me first, I think I would have had a really hard time saying yes. And I would have said yes, because I want to be obedient to the Lord, but it would have been hard because he was asking me to leave all of this. And so without hesitation, I said, I think, yes, let's, let's do that. <laughs> and so that started the beginning of our journey. And we started just praying through all the details and, um, you know, I won't go into great detail, but basically the Lord sold our house within just a you know few days. And we were able to sell pretty much all of our stuff in the house. We were able to find the RV that we needed. We, we had a travel trailer uh, that pulled behind a Ford excursion that we found. They actually came together. And it was exactly what we wanted. I mean, literally the exact model that we wanted, the exact car that we wanted, everything came together. And so in December of 2016, we loaded our girls up in that truck and that RV pulling behind us. And we drove out of California. And it's been and blissful ever since. It's been blissful ever since. <laughs> Every single day has been you know, met with ease and <laughs> excitement and joy. It's been absolutely amazing. <laughs> so what my, what my listeners don't know, Yvette, is as you were telling that story, uh, Garrett talking about, I think we're going to make a movie, a documentary about homeschooling. And listeners, what I want you to know is this was like homeschooling wasn't even on their radar, let alone making a movie about homeschooling. You were not one of these, oh, I can't wait to homeschool my kids, <laughs> were you? No. Oh, no, no, no. We. <laughs> no, I've heard you say this before, but you, what, what did you used to think of people that homeschool their kids? Oh, I thought they were insane. <laughs> I, absolutely insane. You know, we grew up in the 80s and 90s where people who were homeschooled were just weird and awkward. So we thought, because they were different. That was the thing, is that they probably weren't that weird. It was that we knew very few of them and they were different we were than hiding. all of us who went to <laughs> traditional school, right? And so we just thought that is definitely not for us. We would never do that. And more important than that is I hated school growing up. And when I say hated, I mean, I literally despised everything about school as a kid. I liked the the social part of it. I was a cheerleader and I had all my friends and I loved going and socializing with my friends, but I hated the academic part of it. And so when I thought about homeschooling, I thought, well, why would I want to do that to myself again? I hated it the first time. Why would I, why would I do it over? That's insanity. And so, no, when, when Brooklyn, so I'll, I'll back up in that part of the story a little bit. When Brooklyn, my oldest was four years old, I thought, of course she's four. So we have to put her in pre-K. And so we were trying to make plans for putting her in pre-K. And as the Lord's, you know, the, the Lord would have it, I ended up pregnant with my youngest daughter. Um, my girls are almost five years apart. And so that year, Brooklyn, my oldest was four. She was getting ready to turn five and I was getting ready to have a baby. And so I thought, well, I, I can't we can't put her in this private school because it was very expensive. I was going to have to work and I couldn't work because I was pregnant and getting ready to have a baby. And so we thought, well, okay, she's four. It's only pre-K and maybe we can just like do this homeschooly thing. Um, and we had had a lot of friends who homeschooled at our church and some friends of ours did the thing 
they invited us to a homeschool convention. And so we went to this homeschool convention, not really kicking and screaming, but more just unsure about what we were going to experience there. And I'm telling you, I expected there to be a sea of minivans, which there was. <laughs> I mean, what do we get to do with all our kids? <laughs> right. I know. I love it. Every homeschool convention you go to, if you're ever wondering, am, am I in the right place? Am I at the right convention? If you just look at the parking lot, you will know because there's vans everywhere. Right. Big vans, small vans, SUVs. It's all the big cars. And um, so we went to this convention and I had this idea in my mind of what all the people there were going to look like. And we walked in and they all look like just normal people, just like us. And I was like, oh, oh, so this homeschooling thing's for like regular, normal people like us. <laughs> and I don't even know what that means. I was going to say, just, that's pretty presumptuous to assume you guys are normal right? people. <laughs> right, exactly. I know. I know. It's so funny. I remember walking through and, and oh, let me just say, I, I don't have a single tattoo on my body, nor does my husband. <laughs> but as we were walking through this convention hall, I re vividly remember there was a couple and they had a baby in a stroller and then um, a child, a, a you know, younger child with them. And they both had tattoos. And for some reason, that was the point where I went, oh, homeschooling is for anyone. It's not just for like this idea of this certain, you know, set of people that stereotypical for, idea know, that you had. Stereotypical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that just changed my perspective. And then we went to this convention and we heard Rick Green, who you, you actually introduced us to Rick. Um, we heard Rick Green speak. He was the keynote speaker that, that year. And there were a bunch of other speakers and we came away from that convention completely changed. And we just said, this is, this is the greatest thing. We are going to homeschool forever, as long as the Lord allows us to. And it wasn't a, we're going to try this for a year. It was, this is how we're going to raise our kids. And so the Lord just, I mean, did a com complete turn in our hearts. And we just said, this is incredible. We're, we're going to, this is it. Yeah. So when you think about, all right, all that has happened and you're thinking, okay, well, we still have like to pay bills. We still have to live. We still have to eat. Yeah. We're in this motorhome. We have to pay for gas, even though it was a lot less expensive than it is now. You still had to figure out how you were going to make money. And then you started to pursue this idea of making a movie about homeschooling. And that's about the time where we got connected uh, at one of those homeschool conferences. And we got connected there. What I really want to focus on, on this particular segment part of our conversation is your complete willingness to not know the outcome, but to be obedient and willing to do what you believe God was asking you to do, in spite of the fact you didn't see a way to be able to, one, pay for it, or even live, and you didn't know any leaders, you didn't know any of these speakers, you didn't know anybody in the industry, and yet you're coming into something completely green, but you had full confidence. Um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, that is the greatest part of our journey, is when we left California, we had literally no idea where we were going to go, except that we knew that that first leg of our trip, we were heading to Georgia, because it was December 15th of 2016. And we had promised our girls that we would be with family for Christmas because, and, and for Brooklyn's birthday, our oldest daughter, her birthday is right after Christmas. And so we have, half of our family has moved to Georgia. And so we promised them that we'd be there. So 
all we knew was that we were headed to Georgia, but we knew we weren't going to stay there. At least we didn't have any intention of staying there and making that home. Our idea was, okay, we're going to go film a movie and we're going to travel the country and we're going to figure out where the Lord wants us to be. And we're going to trust him to lead us. And it's true. We had some money when we left because we had sold our house. And so we had some equity in our house. And so we, we had a little bit of cushion when we left, but we really, I mean, that was a very, just a few months worth of living expenses. And, you know, we had no debt when we went out or anything. So we, we just trusted that the Lord was going to just carry us through and he was going to help us to find home and he was going to work out all the details of filming the movie. But it was really scary. And, and I don't know if I've ever actually told you this part of my story, Connie, but when we were in California and our house was in escrow, so we it had already sold, but we, you know, of course we were packing it up still and waiting for the new owner to take over. And, and we were selling everything off and getting ready to go on this crazy journey and everything was so unsure. We just didn't, we didn't know what this was going to look like. And it was quite scary at the time. My girls were five and 10 and it, it was a really, obviously a really big decision that we've made just to simply say yes to the Lord. Like, yes, Lord, well, you're asking us to do this. We're going to do this and we're going to trust you for it. But it was still very unsettling for me as a mom. And I know for Garrett too, but I remember um, one night I had a dream and I've had two dreams in my life where I knew that the Lord was speaking to me through these dreams and, and giving me a message. And this was one of the dreams and it was during this time. And so my, my dream was kind of crazy. In my house that we sold, we I had this beautiful schoolroom. It was my favorite room in the house. And when you open the door to the schoolroom against the back wall that was straight ahead was a, I had a little white desk. And so in my dream, I went to my schoolroom and I opened the door just a little bit. Um, and I looked in my schoolroom. And as I looked into the room, there was sitting at my white desk, a, a like large gentleman with white hair, just pure white hair. And he was sitting with his back towards me and he was writing in like a journal. And I just peeked my head in the door and I said, um, can you tell me what you're writing? And he put his, he didn't look at me. I never saw his face, but he put his hand back as to like stop me. And he said, you need to just close the door and trust me. I know what I'm writing. And I was like, okay, wow, wow that's fine. So then I closed the door and about two seconds later, I opened the door again <laughs> and I peeked my head in and I said, um, can you just give me a little glimpse of what you're writing? Like, I, I just need to know a little bit of the story. And again, for a second time, he never looked at me, but he just put his hand back as to stop me. And he said, you need to just close the door and leave me alone and let me write and trust me to write what I'm writing. I said, okay. So I closed the door again. And a third time. I was going to say. I the door again. Three times a charm, maybe? No. <laughs> third time's a charm. <laughs> well, <laughs> third time was a charm because for the third time, I opened the door and I peeked my head in. And again, for the third time, <laughs> I said, can you please give me some of the story? I just need to know a little bit of what you're writing. I, I I need to know some of the story. And for the third time, he put his hand back again, didn't look at me. And he said to me, he said, you don't understand. I am the perfect author of this book and I am writing it perfectly. And you need to just trust me and know that I'm in control of all of this. So close the door and basically mind your own business. And I closed the door and, and when I closed the door, I woke up from that dream and I knew without a doubt that the Lord was telling me that he is the perfect author of my life 
and that he is writing my story still to this day. He's writing my story, the story of my life, my family's life, my girl's lives, my husband's life. And I needed to just trust him. And it was that day that I really just surrendered and just said, okay, Lord, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know where we're going to live. I don't know how we're going to live. I don't know how this movie's going to turn. I don't know anything. I don't know what next week is going to look like, but I know that you're writing the story and I'm going to trust you. Mm, I love that. And, and so that was really kind of the beginning of, and, and I certainly won't say that I've done it perfectly in any way whatsoever. Um, it's been a really hard time. I mean, you know, you, you've walked I've this journey a few with of those us phone for a long calls. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you call me and we have to talk some things through. Yeah. Cause it's hard. It's hard. It, it is hard. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's really hard. Yvette, I have to say something. I even wrote this down. You know how you, you said earlier in the show that you really didn't like school. I mean, you just really, I mean, you liked the social part of school, but the academic part, there was something that you said, I hope you listeners heard, and that as she was packing, her favorite room was the school room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you were telling that story, that just stood out to me how beautiful that picture is where you you didn't want to do something and you certainly had a misconception of what the homeschool what the homeschool movement was about and how it looked and what people would be like in, in that whole movement and yet how that became such a beautiful something that seared in your mind uh, that that was beautiful and that was your favorite place and i think that's a beautiful picture for for you listeners to hear that when when you are embarking on something and you have misconceptions or you are concerned or afraid or you don't think you know how to do something, um, it, God's looking for your willingness and your obedience. And how if you are willing to surrender and just say yes, how that can become something that's the most beautiful. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny for you to say that because I've never actually thought about that. I've never thought about the fact that that was my favorite room in the house, that it was the school room. I mean, how, how funny is that? Yeah. So now, so, you know, you've, you've gone across country and we'll fast forward for, you know, listeners that I know they tell the story, but you just really embraced the homeschool community more and more as you were diving in to creating this movie uh, that had never been done, and Garrett had never made a movie before, and you were homeschooling and didn't know how to do that. And there were so many unknowns uh, in your life for, and I'm, you know, from being just kind of being a part of that. Sometimes really, and we were close and con in constant conversation, and then sometimes we weren't because of life and what we were both doing and what God had called us to, but. I want to talk to you about how you remain steadfast and how it has, even when you had setbacks with the movie, and we'll, we'll fast forward here to the movie in a minute, but there were setbacks, there was timing delays, you were idealistic about how fast this movie was going to be produced, <laughs> and 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 it was it was great. I mean, we should all have that optimistic, okay, we're going to tackle this. Otherwise, I think we would never do anything if we were dreading, you know, just like, ugh. But you were optimistic and hopeful. And, and because I watched you, and I, I watched how even in the hard, even it was hard with, you know, paying the bills, or it was hard, you know, sleeping on the floor in, you know, 
it wasn't it wasn't glamorous to get to where you are right now, but what were some of the keys to helping you remain faithful and not want to completely there were probably times you wanted to quit and you're just like, I'm done. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> No, let's let's go work at Kroger or something. Anything. <laughs> um what what kind of helped you stay the course? Was it people and conversations you had? Was it time in the word? Was it what what was it, Yvette? Sure. It, it was a lot of things. And yes, there were times where it was, it was almost unbearable The just the difficulty of this journey for people who know me well, they know that I don't cry like almost never. I mean, I could count on one hand, how many times I've cried in my, in my life, probably, well, not as a kid, but in my adult life, I don't cry. I don't cry when I'm happy. I don't cry when I'm sad. I just don't cry. And there are a few times where I ugly cried. And I mean, like uncontrollable, just sobbing, crying out to the Lord, you know, Lord, what are we doing here? This is insane. This is crazy. Why is this movie taking so long? Why are we so broke? Why, are, why do we not have a home? Why are we not settled? Why are our girls struggling so much? But what got us through those times were a few things. One is I will say Garrett and I, we, we've been married now 27 years by God's grace. And the Lord has worked our marriage to where the times when I'm really struggling, Garrett is strong and he's, he's able to be strong for me and he's able to hold me up. And the times when he's been really weak, I've been able to be strong. And I can't think of a single time where we've both been weak and, and, and not that there haven't been times where we've both been discouraged together. That's certainly happened many times, but I don't think there's been a time where one of us was completely falling apart. And the other was completely falling apart at the same time. Like the Lord just was so faithful to keep us balanced with one another. And, and I think that really has strengthened our marriage even more than it was before, because we would just remind each other, like, this is the Lord's we're in this for him. We've said yes to him and God's called us to do something insane, but God's called us to do this. And so we're going to keep moving forward one step at a time. And we're going to trust him. Um, the other thing was really prayer. I mean, people like yourself, you know, we had family members, Garrett's parents were very instrumental in supporting us through this journey. They allowed us to live with them for part of the time. And when, when we weren't, we, you know, lived with them for a short time during this journey, but when we weren't living with them, they, till this day, I mean, they continue to just cheer us on and pray for us and just lift us up and encourage us. And we had a lot of the opposite with family members as well. We had family members who really discouraged us. And simply it was because they didn't understand what we were doing. You know, they were like, why, why would you leave your beautiful home and beautiful life to be, you know, transient and homeless? I mean, we weren't homeless like on the streets, but you know, um, we weren't settled. We didn't know where home was going to be. And so they simply didn't understand it. You know, they, they love us, but, but it was hard. I mean, we, we faced a lot of opposition, but we knew that the Lord was in this. And one of the other ways we knew and what kept us going was that it seems like when we would get to the very bottom of ourselves, the Lord would just provide in some way he would provide either financially, you know, we would get a donation for, you know, $500 or a thousand dollars or something like that, that would carry us through the next month or the next few weeks. Um, and then just the people that he brought to bring this movie together, even like yourself, he brought people into our lives that we didn't even know we needed. And the Lord said, you need this person in your life. You need this person in the movie. You need this person to pray for you. We have people randomly, randomly, people that we never had met, people that I still haven't met to this day who just knew of our journey. They knew what we were doing. 
And they said, we'll pray for you. You know, we're just tell us what your prayer requests are. And so we were able to form a like a prayer team. And we didn't know a lot of the people on the prayer team. These people just prayed for us. I mean, it was just incredible to see people who would offer their homes to us for hospitality when we were traveling. We would go somewhere. We had a family who we went to Tennessee. We had to be there for six weeks to film and attend a couple different conferences. And they had a guest house and they put us up for six weeks in their guest house in Franklin, Tennessee, which is a huge tourist place, very expensive to live, very expensive to stay. And the Lord just kept providing time after time after time. And so we continue to see his hand clearly at work in this journey and there was no denying it. And so we never felt like we could give up because we knew that the movie would come out in his time and that the whole story of the movie was going to be orchestrated by him, that it was being orchestrated by him. And so we just continued to trust. And he he brought us all the way to where we are today, you know, where we now have a movie and we're now settled. And <laughs> so, yes, let's go there. So you have a movie, Homeschool yeah. Rock, Homeschool Rock. And Schoolhouse it, Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> uh, I did, you know what? When we first met, I, I did that. And I, I would write it down. Lots of people still do it. Because <laughs> I get it backwards. Um, right. And so, you know, I, I've just been delighted and excited. But the movie came out. So the, the movie came out. It's, it's gotten lots of recognition. Tell us more now about the actual movie and what the goal is with this documentary that you've created. Yeah, well, the movie itself um, really was, it, it kind of takes us back to our days of not wanting to homeschool and all the reasons we said we would never homeschool because we had every good reason not to homeschool, of course. And what we started to see when we started the movie, we were six years into our homeschool journey. And so we had learned a lot, but I still feel like we still had a lot of questions and we we still didn't completely understand the whole homeschool world. And it was almost a journey for uh, uh, to answer our questions as well as to answer the questions that everyone else has. And so the the movie, though we touch a little bit on what is happening in the public school system and you know just the, all of that mess going on, we didn't need to focus too much on that because anybody who's paying attention already knows what's happening there. The movie really, the focus is to debunk all of the misconceptions and negative stereotypes that people have about homeschooling and to answer all of the questions. So we answer you know, all of the major questions that people have, you know, about socialization and about will their kids get into college and will, you know, what about homeschooling a child with special needs? What about the single mom? What about, you know, family discipleship? What does that look like? You know, I mean, all, all the things, what about the mom? Of course, the biggest question and the thing that we continue to hear over and over again, which is how I felt was every mom thinks she can't do it. Every mom feels inadequate. Every homeschool parent I have ever met, except for one, feels like she was not enough. She wasn't smart enough. She's not organized enough. She's not, you know, she's not trained as a teacher. She, she's all the things that are not enough to homeschool her kids because we've been told and taught that we're to leave that to the experts. And so we, we address all of those questions in the movie and we give all of the answers to those questions from a biblical perspective. And, um, and of course the whole purpose of homeschooling is not for the academics, but it's to point our kids towards Christ and to help them live a life that the Lord has created for them that honors God 
and all that they do. And so that's really what the movie does is it answers all the questions. It brings the encouragement and it's for those who are thinking about homeschooling and not yet homeschooling. It's for those who have been homeschooling for 25 years to validate their decision. It's for the grandparents who don't understand why, you know, their children would choose to homeschool their grandchildren. It's for the nosy neighbor who doesn't understand it. It's for all the people. I'll tell you the most exciting audience um, that we've had that we did not anticipate was kids. We have had several kids and they've been usually around teenage age. So, so around middle school and high school aged kids who have watched the movie with their parents and afterwards thanked their parents for homeschooling them. Oh and man, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's really what the movie is. It's, it's to just open up people's eyes to see the beauty and the blessing of home education and family discipleship and what that can look like in your home and in your family. And where can people get that documentary? Yeah, well, now it's so exciting. It's out on DVD. A lot of people have been waiting for it to come out on DVD. So it's out on DVD and streaming. And so any anyone can get it through schoolhouserocked.com. Um, That's our website. It's and I'll have that on the show notes. Okay. Yep, schoolhouserocked.com. If you just go to the website, every bit of information you need is there on the website. Um, on how to get the movie. And so Garrett's the director, but you are the producer and host. Can you believe that? I mean, when we met, you weren't even sure what you were going to do. You're just, <laughs> you didn't really have a job. You're just like, hey, we're going to make a movie. And and you've grown into this role and you've also started, uh, You well, didn't start, you've been doing it a while now, but you've got your podcast. You are interviewing uh, people in with different specialties and gifts and passions and and knowledge to try and equip uh, parents that are wanting to homeschool. And, you know, tell tell us a little bit about your podcast, because I want to make sure our listeners go over and check out your podcast. I love what y'all do. It's a fun podcast with great interviews. And that role, I love how you've just kind of grown right into that role. But tell us a little bit more about the actual podcast. Sure. Well, if I can back up just a little bit to um, a minute ago, it's true. When Garrett said, we're going to make a movie and you're going to be the producer, I literally said, "Um, okay, what does a producer do? (laughs) (laughs) I had literally no idea. And I've learned since then. And so, yes, I I got to host and produce the movie and I learned uh, it was on the job training um, with both of them. But because we had met so many great people through the process of filming the movie, we were able to start the podcast because we really wanted people to to take the movie, say, okay, this is what the Lord's calling us to do. We're going to homeschool, but we didn't want to just leave them hanging. So we started the podcast about three and a half years ago and the Lord's doing amazing things through that. Um, but what I was going to say is, is your name, and you didn't mention this, but your name is, you're the actual associate producer <laughs> on the movie. And we, we did not know really anybody <laughs> in the homeschool world. And so Connie, because Connie knows everyone and their dog, um, you were able to make so many connections for us um, through this and able, you really got us off the ground as far as getting the cast, you know, a lot of the cast members that we had into the movie and just making those connections and helping us through that first part of production. And so we're so grateful for your part in that. Cause I, I don't know how we would have even made this. I mean, you know, the Lord of course could have done that another way, but he chose to use you to play that associate producer role for us. And that was very, very much needed. Well, um, I tell you what, it's been an honor and I am so grateful that God did use me in that way and allowed the relationships that I had built to be 
extended to you and and you're doing that. I mean, that's the way that's really the way God's economy works, to be honest with you. It's uh, you have a relationship and a connection and and somebody uh, somebody reaches out to you and you can choose to, you know, not. Or you can choose to be uh, imitators of the Lord, which is God is a God of abundance and generosity. He's not a God of scarcity. He's not a God of, of well, no, I, you know, I've really worked hard to keep these. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. I wasn't going to say anything, um, <laughs> but but that is just sweet. And it, you know what? It was a delight and an honor and something that I, in some ways, I feel this proudness because I had a backstage view of what was going on. And Yvette and listeners, I mean, this is, you know, listeners, I want you really to hear something. Equipped to be is about doing what God's called you to do. You know, equipped to be a doer of God's word. I mean, it's just pretty simple. And when God calls you, he's equipped you and you don't have to have the tools in the toolbox to be able to do what he's called you to do. You don't have to have a teaching degree. You don't have to be, you know, like in the movie business to be a producer. If God's called you and you step into it, you say yes, he grows you into that role. And that's what I have delighted. And that's why I wanted to have you on this show. This is our 101st 101 episode. Oh, wow. We crossed a threshold that, you know, I started right before COVID. And it's been a, um, a, a pretty big journey. I know I talked about this. Um, I've shared this with my audience before. It's been lots of seasons of, of challenge and difficulty. But remaining steadfast, remaining faithful, crying, when, crying those ugly tears when you need to cry those ugly tears. I mean, God gave us emotions. But Yvette, what, what I really want our listeners to hear is wherever you are, like right now, you're, maybe you're having your morning coffee. Maybe you're folding laundry or cooking dinner. Um, maybe you're hiding in the bathroom just for some peace and quiet, and you're camping out here with the vet and I. I want you to be inspired and encouraged that God has a calling on your life. And Yvette has said this numerous times. He will put the people in your path for you to be able to fulfill the assignment that he's given you. You have a race. And, and Yvette, your race was, you and Garrett, your race was to complete this project. And, and you have more races ahead of you, other, other races that maybe you don't even know yet. But you have been, both of you have been excellent models of thanking people along the way, acknowledging people that have come alongside. Like you said, sometimes we would get a check for $500 or we'd get a gift card or somebody would just show us hospitality and you trusted the Lord every step of the way. And you've also got a Homegrown Generation Family Expo that you do. So you guys are are just really taking this homeschool commitment and how timely, because the movie came out in 2021, right? Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. And you've been doing the podcast for three and a half years. You've got the Homegrown uh, Family Expo, uh, the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. You, it's like that, it's like that, Picking it up and saying, there's a new generation, and you did not know in 2016 that the world was going to completely change. You did not know that families who were once skeptical, like you were, about homeschooling were going to be running 
away from the school system, running away from uh, what they're seeing happening to their children, to their families. They're being undermined and they're being, uh, parents are being attacked and thwarted and ignored and labeled. You didn't know any of that when you passed that note to Garrett. You didn't know when Garrett said to you, I think we're going to do this. You had no way of knowing that just in a few short years, what, four, five short years, the world was going to change and God was preparing you to be right where you are to say, hey, folks, if you need some help, come over here. We, you've, you have personal relationships now with so many industry leaders from, from folks that have been pioneers to those that are running successful companies that help equip homeschoolers in math and science and English. I mean, you, you, have, you have all of that. And your whole attitude in all that you guys do, both you and, and Garrett, is, hey, we're just extending the hand out. We're just extending a hand of help and a hand of hope because God's got an assignment for you wherever it is, and this is our story, and this is how God has used us, and God is going to use you. And I love that about what you and Garrett have been doing. And I want my listeners to just make sure that they go and they check out uh, schoolhouserock.com, that they go over and they, they get that Homeschool Revolution movie, they watch it, they sit with their kids and they watch it. And, and listeners, I, I want you to paint a picture for your kids of what doing life really looks like. And like Yvette was very honest and open with you. It it wasn't easy. It God calls you. He doesn't give you the clear picture other than trust me. What would you like to add to that, Yvette? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, you know, it's so interesting and that's so beautiful. Over the last couple of years, one of the things the Lord's really shown me, um, my, my favorite book of the Bible used to be James. It's still one of my favorite books. But my new favorite book of the Bible is the book of Esther. And I love the story of Esther because I realized that with Esther and with both Esther and Mary, the mother of Jesus, are my two favorite Bible characters because both of them were young women who didn't know that they didn't have anything extravagant about them in their lives. They were just ordinary young women who God called to do something amazing. And the reason that they were able to be used by the Lord is because they were willing to say yes. Both of them could have said no, but both of them were willing to say yes. And because they were willing to say yes to the Lord, he literally changed all of history through both of those women. And they weren't royalty. They were no one incredibly special, except they they were chosen by the Lord to do something extraordinary. And every one of us, like you're saying, we are all called to do something extraordinary. And if we don't know what God's plan is for us or his call in our life, ask him, he'll, he'll tell you, he will open the doors and he will close the doors and he will let you know what his plan is for you. But sometimes extraordinary is changing dirty diapers and wiping snotty noses and teaching your kids about Jesus. That is just as extraordinary as, you know, what, what Esther did and what Mary did and what we did. And and I'm not saying I did any, you know, anything near as extraordinary as what they did, but I'm just saying we we were willing to say yes, both Garrett and I. And because of that, the Lord used us and he's still using us. And it's hard and it's painful sometimes. And we have not done it perfectly. We've messed up a lot through this journey. But we so desire to serve the Lord. And 
with any of us, when we desire to serve the Lord, he's going to use us if we're willing to say yes to him, to impact his kingdom in ways that we could never imagine. And so, you know, we continue to get reviews and people contacting us about the movie and the impact it's having on them and the podcast and the impact the podcast is having on them and just how God is moving in families. And he's literally changing families as a result of this ministry that God has built through us. It's not our ministry, it's his, but simply because we were willing to say yes and do it. Um, And I don't say that in a prideful way at all. I, I just say that to encourage every listener that God has a call. He has a purpose for you. I tell my girls all the time, God created you on purpose and for a purpose. And we have to figure out what our purpose is in life. And sometimes that purpose changes. But the Lord, you know, like I said in the beginning, when I talked about my dream, he is the perfect author of our lives. And when we trust him and allow him to do his work, he does amazing things. And um, he is a faithful God. And it is it is truly an honor to serve him in this way. Absolutely. And I'm excited. And listeners, make sure I will have all of this in the show notes. So make sure that you go check out um uh, check out the social media. I'll have all their social media stats over there and their website and the documentary. You'll want to tune into that. And of course, don't don't leave Quip to Be, but make sure you add some extra time for Schoolhouse Rock because I know you're going to be blessed with that. It's such a, a beneficial tool. It's a great tool and resource. So thanks, Yvette, for joining me today yeah, and you. being a part and sharing what God has done with our listeners. And listeners, Thank you for being with us. Thank you for trusting us and inviting us into your home every week. We're so honored that you're here. So uh, we'll see you next week and be blessed. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.